The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, with 18 months at most to go before the next general election, Sinn Féin now leads Fianna Fáil by 14 points and Fine Gael by 16 points, according to today's Irish Times Ipsos opinion poll. Uh, to talk us through some of the stats from that poll, we're joined by Jack Horgan-Jones, political correspondent for the Irish Times. Jack, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, the numbers are uh, straightforward enough. Fine Gael unchanged at 18, uh, Fianna Fáil down one on 20, Sinn Féin up three on 34, the Green Party down one on 3%, Labour down one on 3%, Independents and others up uh, 3% to 20, and the SOC Dems uh, are down three to just 2%. So, uh, what's it telling us? Well, I suppose it's telling us that there are four big blocks really in Irish politics, Sinn Féin, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and a large cohort that votes independent and that beneath that then there's a whole clatter of smaller parties and, and left-wing parties um, and the Greens, uh, Labour, Sock Dems, people before, before profit who kind of generally mop up around maybe 10 to 12 percent of the of the polling intention or the voting intention rather depending on the poll. But it also shows I think is that uh, compared to our last poll, when Sinn Féin were, were, were down three, it shows them recovering their kind of, their, their previous position and their previous momentum. Uh, and it shows that rather than that being the beginning of a, a slide in the polls for Sinn Féin, it was probably something of a blip. Um, and it also throws the focus, I think, very much onto, onto the budget, which is the next big intervention by the government and along with general elections, really, is one of the few times of the calendar that, you know, the, the, the population, you know, non-political nerds actually pay attention to politics. And it's important for, for voting, uh, for shaping voter intent. So I think that because you're seeing this kind of stasis amongst the government parties and because now when you take them in aggregate, they are significantly below the 50% mark, at 41% being the combined support for Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil and, and the Greens. I think that you'll see no shortage of, of kind of free-floating angst amongst the backbenchers of those government mm. parties. And that will in turn, I think, put increased pressure mm. on the spending ministers, Michael McGrath and Pascal Donoghue, to be a little looser with the purse strings in just a little over two weeks. Now, looking at the popularity of uh, the leaders um, and Mary Lou MacDonald is marginally on top at 42%. Michal Martin, 41%. Leo Vradker, not far behind on 39%. Um, Eamon Ryan, unfortunately, languishing at 18%. But, uh, you know, the popular leaders there are thereabouts equally uh, popular, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael and Sinn Féin. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much more than a cigarette paper between the two, uh, between the three, rather, the three leaders of the, the three large parties and popularity of the government overall is, is down 2%. I mean, one one little data point that's worth picking out uh, is is that performance of Eamon Ryan. As you say, he is the outlier amongst the kind of high profile leaders of political parties. His overall uh, popularity is just 18%. But when you look at how popular he is amongst the voters of the other coalition parties, so, you know, these would be people that you might think, you know, would tend to just because they're fellow travellers tend to uh, exhibit a support for someone, for the leader of a party they're in coalition with. He's not part, he's not popular with, uh, with the, with the voters of, um, of, of other of other leaders as well. So if you look at Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael supporters, they're not convinced about Eamon Ryan. Together scoring the Green Party leader 24% lower, interestingly, 
then they score Mary Lou McDonald. So there just seemed to be a reservoir of dislike, really, uh, amongst the voters of Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil for the Green Party leader. I think that might speak to a wider disharmony to an extent within the coalition and a frustration that's bubbling away in the background that we mm. see breaking water from time to time around issues like road spending or turf or whatever you're having yourself, nitrates, you know, and, 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 and that's evidenced, I think, yeah. by these polling numbers that we report today. It, it makes it uh, very difficult for any government, whatever uh, hue it is or however it's made up, to make the, the tough decisions, to say, we're going to do this to the motoring sector, we're going to do this to the farming sector, we're going to do this uh, to whatever other sector because it's the right thing to do. It's going to make it very difficult, th- this kind of fragmentation, because the go- present government may be lucky that they can blame Eamon Ryan and the Greens for all sorts of things that they not alone have to do, but they're bound to do under pain of, you know, fines for uh, lack of reaching green targets. Well, look, government is about making decisions. At the end of the day, you know, you campaign uh, on a manifesto, you're elected and you form a programme for government and your role then as a coalition uh, is to figure out how to implement that programme for government. So I think that as we enter into what is definitely a kind of glide path towards the general election and what most likely will be preceded by the local and European elections, I think that there's a tension there between that imperative, that political imperative that you're in government to govern, to make decisions, and the fear that in so doing, you could send shockwaves through your own support base and end up in actually from a coalition party's perspective, actually in a worse position than they already are, which is, you know, stasis and not adding up to sufficient numbers to, to form a government on the on the evidence of this poll uh, and, you know, in see, see a backlash or a fragmentation or give a hostage to fortune, you know, a particularly unpopular policy, a, a, a catastrophic intervention on housing or something like that, which would all of a sudden turn the afterburners on on Sinn Féin again. Because it, it's worth remembering as well that while Sinn Féin as I say, has has recovered some of the ground that it lost in our last poll. It is lower than it was last summer. There has been a kind of peak and trough effect for Sinn Féin's vote. Just looking at the kind of aggregate poll of polls around last July, they were polling, you know, plus uh, above 35 in some polls, you know, between kind of 34 and a half and, and, and up to even even 37 in some. So, like, it's, it, it's interesting to, to see that dynamic. And I, I think that really political system by and large is in a kind of it's in a bit of a holding pattern and therefore anything that kind of puts the finger on the scales one way or the other could be really really important really volatile at this point in the electoral yeah. cycle and, and finally then the constituencies being redrawn uh, and it may have sent some people scarpering for retirement because you know it's going to be a tougher ask to get elected in those constituencies uh, but every crisis is an opportunity you know, young blood comes along, which uh, is more attractive to a younger cohort of voter. Yes, that's that's an optimistic way of looking at it, I suppose, if you're a party like Fine Gael, who has seen, I think, eight of the TDs that were returned at the last election indicate that they're not standing again. I mean, the problem is, if you, if you look at, and not, not to focus on Julie, just on Fine Gael, but it has been more pronounced for them, if you look at someone like Charlie Flanagan, who's been in the Dáil for more than 30 years, he has a, a machine around him in his constituency that is loyal to him, was loyal to his father before him, you know, and, and that is replicated around the country where uh, where candidates are standing down. So whether you can kind of repair that machine or put an alternative machine around a new candidate in, in short order, meanwhile, managing the demands of the local and European elections, that, that's a complex and tricky thing to do. Mm. And meanwhile, 
Sinn Féin, you know, obviously didn't run enough candidates last time. You know, the question is whether they're going to be able to generate candidates of a of a sufficient quality and whether they're going to get that uh, that strategy right. But when you have the kind of polling momentum behind them that they do have, that can become less relevant and it can just become about the brand, about the issues and about the big household names that dominate within within that party. So the likes of Mary Lou McDonald, Owen O'Brien, Pierce Dardy and so on. All right, Jack Horgan-Jones, political correspondent for the Irish Times. Uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us. And don't forget, Charlie Flanagan told us on the programme the other day that, you know, his constituency being redrawn massively uh, would have made it even tougher to get elected. So uh, that probably helped him to make his decision. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.